0: We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back! Hi, good evening. It's me again, still marooned on this desert island so where were we last time so we've done two episodes so far pilot part one and pilot part two and now it's time for a tabula rasa which is in the third episode of season one of lost but before we begin let's get let's get the uh the business end of things done so to follow us on instagram you can find us at popcorn underscore saga where you can check out all our call cool posts. Uh, if you scroll down, you can see the chronological order in which we rewatched the entire Infinity Saga, which you can also find on the podcast feed. Incredible rewatch, and what a great company Popcorn Saga is for that. And now, during lockdown, on my own without James and Tiff for now, I'm rewatching Lost, and I must say, I'm really enjoying it. Previously, previously. So previously on Lost Uh, Oceanic Flight 815 crashes on an island in the South Pacific yep we know that Jack examines a man with shrapnel Kate asks whether he will survive they were seated together some of the survivors build a signal fire Said expresses surprise that nobody has come yet Walt approaches John Locke and the two player game of backgammon Locke asks Walt if he wants to know a secret huh what could that secret be who knows anyway right Let's get on to the first flashback. And the flashback is, it's Kate. It's a Kate-centric episode. So, Kate is awakened by a farmer who's discovered her sleeping in his sheep pen. Wow. Kate doesn't mind where she sleeps. And she tells him she's a recent graduate visit in Australia to see the world. Bullshit. The farmer, Ray, offers to let her stay in order for her to do some odd jobs around the house... because he's lost his wife... and he's got a hell of a mortgage... Um, and he'll pay her... And Kate accepts... so just like that... walks in on a farm... gets a job... I mean... is this farm on Albert Square? She's also going to get a flat as well? and maybe she'll be a mechanic... I don't know... anyway... Kate is in the pantry of the farmhouse one night... retrieving her earnings... now during this scene... it sort of made out like... she's stealing from Ray obviously she's not and this is what they do with Kate they make you think she's bad but she's doing the right things and stuff but she's just getting her own um, her own earnings which she keeps hidden Uh, Kate seems upset that he knew where she was holding her money anyway and Ray asked her to stay one more night and in the morning he'll give her a ride to the train station so Kate was trying to get her stash so she could do one again because she's obviously on the run because she's a fugitive Kate and Ray ride silently to the train station in Ray's beat-up truck. Uh, Ray asks if she's hungry and keeps nervously looking in the rearview mirror. So Kate obviously catches him. He's obviously grassed her up. He's an absolute stitch-up. And he, he'd he known that she's a fugitive for a few days since he saw her mugshot in the post office. He expresses his sincere apology for turning on her and claims it was hard. And the reward was 23 Thousand dollars, twenty-three. That's one of the numbers. It's already here. Uh, he needs to pay his mortgage. Like I said, he's got a hell of a mortgage. The back SUV pulls up, and Edward Mars, the marshal a shrapnel boy from the beach, is there. And he does a little pointy gun thing like peel, peel, peel. He's here to get Kate. As the two cars roll down the dusty old highway, a passing car honks its horn because the SUV is in its way. Marshall slows down and pulls behind Ray's pickup. And Kate grabs the wheel, makes a sharp turn, and turns in front of the SUV. The pickup swerves and a series of rolls landing off the road. It catches fire, so she drags out Ray, who appears to be injured from the accident. And basically, by her pulling him out, she's pulling him out, his prosthetic arm comes off, which is quite funny. And he, he regains conscience, consciousness, and then the marshal was there to confront kate so again if kate didn't save the guy she would have got away but kate obviously has a console that is pretty much the flashback uh see why and it's the first time we got a flashback that wasn't either on the plane or on the island so yeah we went down under to australia so on on the island we are in day two I've only been on the island in two days and so much has happened already. Basically. Uh, Jack has a makeshift tent and he's tending to the marshal. And he keeps saying over and over, like, don't trust her, she's dangerous. And Jack's like, who is she, who is she? And he tells him to look at the Jack pocket. pocket. Jack pulls out the mugshot of Kate. I mean, it's a pretty good mugshot. Eventually, then he's a pretty lady. Fair play. Um... <laughs> The signal party say so Kate, Sawyer, Paul, Shannon and Charlie are working their way back down the mountain it's getting dark and some of the group wants to make camp for the night so yeah they've been up there trying to get a signal and then they realize that Rousseau oh, well you don't know that yet the French women's transmission has begun for 1600,000 years or whatever uh, the group wants to make camp Sawyer wants to continue through the jungle And they convince him otherwise, so they sit around a fire and they discuss what they should tell Beach Camp about the distress signal. They decided the whole not to reveal what they heard in order to keep the group's moral up. (gasps) They're keeping secrets. To be fair, you would be pretty devastated, but why would you not tell them? They're going to find out. (sighs) Back in the medical tent, Jack is still trying to keep the marshal alive. Hurley enters, asking if he can help, and he stumbles across Kate's mugshot. And he's like, what do you think she did? early's funny in this. He's such good comic relief. At, at the Signal Party's camp, Boone lifts the gun from Sawyer and the magazine from Saeed as they sleep. They wake and an argument ensues over who should have the gun. But they cannot agree on a trustworthy can- candidate until they agree on Kate. She reluctantly agrees to keep it. So they all still trust her. They're unaware of the farm shit yet, you know. Never mind. Anyway, day three on the island. So early on in Lost, they move on pretty quickly, to be fair. Uh, the next day, Hurley comes from America to tell Jack that the signal party has returned. Before Jack can get the group, Gate pulls him aside and there's, there's something to say to him. And Jack obviously is waiting for her to tell the truth about who she is. But she tells him the truth about Transceiver. He asks if there's anything else and Kate so like, just avoids it. And ask if the marshal regained consciousness. Jack lets her know that he did, but only briefly. And then Kate asks if she said anything. And Jack lies because he knows she's lying and says, No, he didn't say anything, fam. He didn't say you were dangerous or a murderer or whatever. Uh, while they are talking, the marshal's condition takes a turn for the worse. And Jack knows without the proper tools or antibiotics, the marshal will not make it through the night. Uh, Hurley searched loads more medicine in the fuselage but he'd rather not go in there because of the dead bodies inside it. Uh, so Jack goes in himself. Oh, I must imagine that on the beach, all hot, all those bodies cooking. And know, Sawyer's rustling around in there and he's going through the fuselage that he could use, such as liquor, playboy. Jack berates him for disrespecting the dead and being self-absorbed. And Sawyer replies, they're no longer in civilization, duck. We're in the wild. So, uh, Sawyer's thinking of the bigger picture. Like Jack's so desperate to get off and help everyone. Sawyer's looting, mate. Sawyer is in his element. And Hurley comes bolting out of the medical tent to get more water. In the process, he runs into Kate and she introduces herself, saying they haven't met. She asks where Jack is. Hurley points behind her. And Hurley's obviously all sweaty and nervous because he thinks he's going to get murdered or something. Uh so Hurley spots the gun tucked in the belt, becomes uncomfortable, stammers, and then runs off to fetch some water. So he actually runs away from a good shit from Hurley. Uh, Kate leans over the marshal's body, and he regains consciousness. and He grabs her by the throat. Um, he's he's trying to kill her. It's pretty pretty intense. Jack returns, saves the day again. Was that Jack always saves the day? Kate gasps for air. The marshal goes into shock. Jack gives him water, Kate denies provoking him, Jack leaves the tent. Kate wants him to euthanize the marshal, but Jack refuses saying that he saw her mugshot and I'm not a murderer. So Jack's Jack's not down for this bad guy shit, or, or uh, shades of grey. Jack is a good guy. As another rainstorm ensues, Mike is approached by Walt and asks who the bald guy was. Michael is concerned about his son's safety, spending time with Locke. But Walt consists he's a friend. You know, they're cool. Walt just doesn't want to spend time with his dad. And he's basically insinuating that his dad's not his friend. And Walt is. So he's like, you need to find my dog if you're my friend. So he's black man and his dad. Doesn't know him that well. Michael says he will look for the dog as soon as it stops raining. At that moment, the rain stopped. <laughs> magical water mm. Michael heads into the forest angrily mumbling uh, he calls to Vincent but he doesn't hear anything and then he distinctly non-canon royal he runs through the jungle in fear he comes across Sun topless bathing in the jungle Michael walks away with both of them uncomfortable Sun's got her boobies out do you think last time Jin told her to undone her button? now she's fully undressed I wonder if Jin's trying to give out that fish still Uh, in the tent the marshal is screaming in anguish that's bad like he's got shrapnel he's dying the sound of many survivors on edge Charlie sits next to locked as he whistles whittles a type of whistle Charlie takes this opportunity to once again mention that in the real world he was in a band you are everybody Shannon is such a cunt I'm sorry she wishes out loud that the marshal would just die so there would be silence and Boone Bless him. Oh, real humane Shannon. I mean, she is she supposed to be this bad? Like later on with Shannon, are you meant to feel sympathy for her? Because she's just a knob. Yeah, Said approaches Jack offering assistance. said reports that Ruskin wants to know what is happening in the tent, and Jack tells him they are trying to sa- save a man's life. Kate is attempting to start a fire down by the beach, but she's out of matches. Sawyer appears with a lighter and thanks Kate for taking the gun away from him. He says he would hate to be the one with the gun at the moment because everyone in the camps know what has to be done to the dying marshal. So here's Sawyer again, thinking of the bigger picture, thinking he's a bad man, and at the time when you're like, yeah, he needs to die. He knows Kate wants him dead, he gets it, Sawyer knows what's going on. Uh, While Jack tries to treat the marshal in a tent, he tells Jack not to trust Kate, saying that she'll do anything to get away and tells Jack he wants to talk to Kate alone. Jack responds by asking what Kate did, but the marshal refuses to tell him. When Kate enters the tent, the marshal asks Kate what favour she asked him for on the plane was. Kate tells him she wants to make sure Ray gets his $23,000. See, she's a good kid, man. At this point, we don't know what she did. I know what she did. She deserves to be arrested, to be fair. But again, it's kind of like Kate does horrible things with justification. It's weird. Good old lost. The marshal laughs and tells Kate that she is one of a kind. Then asks if he is going to die. Kate nods and he asks if she is going to do it. hurley shows up behind jack asking where the fugitive is jack says that she's in the medical tent hurley is confused as to why jack would leave kate alone in the tent with the marshal when he had a gun jack didn't know she had a gun so sprints to the tent witnesses is kate leaving out the back oh this is quite good this bit and as kate's walking off you're kind of waiting for it he starts to ask what she had done but suddenly there's a loud gunshot now i forgot about this bit I thought he'd done himself. I thought he'd shot himself. I was like, okay, that's fair enough. Then Sawyer exits the tent with his gun in his hand. And uh, Jack becomes angry, but Sawyer claims the marshal asked to be killed. And you're like, yeah, Sawyer's plan works. Sawyer's a bad man. And then it twists. You hear muffled coughs come from the tent. And to the horror of Sawyer, he didn't kill him. But instead he punctured one of his lungs. And then Jack's like, it would now take him several hours to die so now Sawyer's gone from cock of the walk to oh shit and it was really good even up to this point I was thinking yeah Sawyer's the man but no Jack tells Sawyer to leave appearing quite shaken Sawyer attempts to light a cigarette and he can't screaming finally stops and Jack leaves the tent in a cold sweat I wonder how he killed him maybe he suffocated him Oh, poor old Jack. Do we ever find out what he did? I don't know, i have to keep watching. Uh, The next day, Locke sits on the beach, blowing his newly whittled dog whistle. So while all the chaos is going on, Locke's being practical. Vincent comes running out of the jungle. Locke headbags to camp without the dog. He quietly approaches the sleeping Michael and wakes him. Locke tells Michael that he found the dog, so he lets Michael take the credit. So Locke's building relationships, he's just he's calm collected, he clearly wants to be there. Jack's sitting silently at the surf alone as Kate sits next to him. She wants to tell him how she became a fugitive, but Jack doesn't want to know. He said, now that they're on the island, everyone should be allowed to start over. Uh, the final moments of the episode are a montage of the characters interacting with each other on the beach, including Michael bringing Vincent an overjoyed walk, and Locke is just looking with a furtive expression so it doesn't it's a Kate episode and it obviously lead you into the next one Walkabout which is going to be about John Locke but at the time remember just who is this Locke guy who is he and in the next episode we will find out so that was episode three Tabula Rasa which means clean slate basically it's based on a theory that everyone is born with a blank page and your experiences shape who you are rather than being born with traits um, This is the first time the show used its conventional flashbacks Um it was the first pilot episode Obviously we had Jack But then we had multi-centric flashes with uh, Kate and Charlie And this is the first time the show Like I said, a flashback off the island or the plane um, Kate uses a version of her middle name Anne, as Annie to meet Ray mullin so she's not completely lying uh, kate was in prison in pennsylvania before was held prison in harrison valley pennsylvania Ooh, what's that about i thought she was in australia okay the name of the episode tabula rasa shares titles with the 108th episode of buffy the vampire slayer i didn't know that many episodes of buffy crazy the first this episode is uh, the first appearance of a previously on last segment a good episode i mean i remember i I do like Kate but I remember not being that bothered while she was a few- fug- while she was a fugitive I remember first time around being shocked that the farmer stitched her up kind of thing and grassed her up and Hurley and Sawyer were doing really good in this episode, but uh, I'm going to give the MVP to Locke, because he's just there in the background, chilling, he makes the whistle, he finds Vincent, and at the end, he's just there looking ominous, so yeah, Tabula Rasa, uh, yeah, another thumbs up, uh, season one so far, so only the third episode. But you can tell why people really like this show, especially at the start, because it begs so many questions that kept you interested. Uh, they still don't know what the monster is. Uh, what did Kate do? Now we know. What has Jack done to him in the tent? What is going to happen with Locke? So we will find out next time on Popcorn Saga. Lost Season 1, Episode 4, Walkabout the John Locke centric episode so thank you for listening remember popcorn saga on Instagram popcorn underscore saga search us in your podcast app tell your friends if you enjoy the show if you want to be on the show email us popcorn saga at outlook.com yeah so Kate got a fresh start the episode was about fresh starts clean slates redemption so go redeem yourself and I'll see you next time for a Oh, yeah. listen, if you just lower the gun a little bit, you want to aim for the heart. That's right, I won't tell Jack. Yeah, just put it... Uh, oh, shit. Uh, I'm going to make myself scarce. Uh, i got a I got a meeting with the polar bear and Vincent. Yeah, see you later.